Pulp Cinema Cavalcade. This is episode 114, which is a bonus Friday, the 13th episode. This is Brandon, and as always with me is my goddamn enchilada, Cullen. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. (laughs) Today, we are here to discuss Friday, the 13th, part five, a new beginning. And uh, joining us today... For that conversation, as always, since it's Friday the 13th, from JoeBo.com, and he also produces movies, <gasps> James Oster. Ooh, baby, ooh, baby, ooh, baby. Hey, baby. Should we have a lot of that today? That's going to uh, be the whole that's... podcast. Just uh, us singing uh, uh, that song. I think it'd be a quarter of the podcast at least. Let's find out. It'd be a quarter. Oh really? I, I thought so. we were gonna do the whole like just <laughs> like just a sing along. It's like the sixties. It's like and it's totally in place for the year nineteen eighty six. I think five. five. Thank yeah, you. Right. But not in the timeline. We'll get to that. Today we are here discussing Friday the 13th, Part 5, A New Beginning, uh, which is directed by Danny Steinman, stars John Shepard, Jamar Ross, Melanie Kinnaman, Dick Wheeland, Tiffany Helm, Miguel Nunez Jr., and a special appearance by Corey Feldman. He's credited special appearance by, which you see that credit a lot, but really, I think this one qualifies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because it's really an appearance. He has no dialogue. Uh, well, he, from, he cries, <laughs> and yes. it's it's uh, in someone. So so they were they're talking about the. I was watching the uh, the audio commentary there, and they were saying the director was convinced it was actually Corey's backyard. They shot that. No, but, this is Corey Feldman's neighbor's backyard. Yeah, but but the, the, but the director is like, no, no. I know that they say that, but I'm pretty sure it's his backyard. So they're, 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 it's a backyard. There's controversy. There's controversy. <laughs> Whose oh. backyard is that? The first this scene. This is a controversial entry yes. in, the, in the series. Of course, part four, the one that preceded this, which we haven't talked about yet because we always draw them out of a hat, though. Colin said, Brandon, come on. You want to do five? Let's do five. And I said, <laughs> yeah. okay. We, watch, yes. we need so, to do five. We got to preface this by we watch five a lot. Like more than Colin it's, and I. Like, the other one, it's like, a we, damn... <laughs> It's good. I love five. We watch this, you know, uh, as we talk about it in all these episodes, we watch these movies every Friday the 13th, and sometimes Brandon's sister will watch them with us, and she said (laughs) that she feels that she's watched five more than any of the others. Like, she barely watched it before we started doing this, and now she's like, by far, she's watched it more than any of the others. Because we'll start with one and be like, just want to watch five. Yeah, well, yeah, let's just watch I'm five. convinced. Here's the thing. When I was a kid growing up watching these movies, two of my least favorite ones from the early years were three and five. Years later, as an adult, those are the two what most watched that I just always have on. I don't know why. I love them very much now. I, I'll meet I, you halfway. Okay. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you first? Dana Kimmel. Dana Kimmel. Dana Kimmel is all I have to say. Dana yeah, Kimmel. I, I used to, like, uh, hate, or I shouldn't say hate, watch the least five and eight, and now I think those are the two I've watched the most. Wow. Yeah, eight is one I, I, I've, I've watched it a few times. It's le- by far my least favorite. I get the camp humor in it, and I... 
don't get me wrong. If it's on, I'm watching. It's, oh, it's yeah, not no. like we're talking about Halloween Resurrection or something like that. Oh, yeah, you right. Know, that's just unwatchable. Unwatchable. But it, yeah, no, it, no, all, no. all the Friday the 13th are watchable. All of them. Mm. Every single yeah, like, one. Yeah, 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 even yeah. the worst, you can sit through it. Even in, And even sitting through it isn't that bad, usually, honestly. It, it, yeah, it's like some of the ones that people really don't like are, are kind of some I really like. I love Jason Goes to Hell. I love it. Sometimes you get it straight from the the counter to your seat and eat it. Sometimes you get it from the drive through and you don't go home. It's not quite as good. And sometimes it's leftovers, but it's all still going down nice. Right? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. Jason. All now. right. So I have a confession to make about this movie. Okay. This is you want possibly... to be Lana? <laughs> Lana? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> this is this is quite possibly the first Friday the Thirteenth I ever saw. Somewhat. Oh wow! So when I was I was I I can't remember how old I was, but it was like late night TV on WGN, which was like a Chicago network that everybody got right, yeah. and that's how the Cubs have such a rabid fan base. And I I caught up into like the middle of this movie. Like my memory's hazy. This is how young I was. You know how sometimes you see that movie and you don't know what it is, and you have scenes from it in your head, mm-hmm. and they maybe never piece together later in life. Mm-hmm. Maybe they do, but it was for sure this one because I remember the guy in the the, the Miguel Nunez Jr. scene because of how he was dressed and stuff and the the barn stuff and Reggie the Reckless. But my dad was there. He's like, Reggie hey, the you Reckless. Can, you, can, you can just watch this. So I'm watching this movie and I had no idea. Like I caught it in the middle of it on TV, and I thought. Like, I didn't realize that this wasn't Jason. I thought, like, they actually just killed Jason and it was being passed on to another guy. And I thought I was onto something. Like, oh, there's going to be a new Jason, blah, blah, blah. Because I was so young, I didn't realize that I was watching something that had probably been out for a few years. Because in 1985, I would have been three. <laughs> so that didn't work out. But uh, it was definitely, like, late 80s when I saw this. Probably earlier than it should. But, like, my memory's hazy. But I think this is the first, maybe hard R-rated horror movie I'd ever had experience with this, and definitely the first Friday the 13th, which is really weird Wow, that this would be the one. And and when I finally got old enough to watch you know, on my own, like I finally I was like, which one is it going to be that is this thing I have memories of? But it was this one. And it's, it's wild. And this one, I think through the passage of time, it had its hated phase, which was oh, kind yeah. of like upon reception through mm-hmm. the 90s. But I think we're starting to see, at least... Whenever I go on, like, Twitter around this time of year, and people are like, rank your Friday the 13th, and it's like, guess what? You can like them all. Mm-hmm. But this one has a fan base. There's a lot of people who like the Paramount look to things. They don't like anything yeah. that came after Paramount. Mm-hmm. But then there's also people who, this one kind of, after five, all the, the films take on a different look, because the next one looks like a bigger production, has a more gothic feel to it. Yeah. Kind of just changes the tone and feel. So this is kind of the epilogue to what the first four were bringing, in a way. Yeah. Last one was Final Chapter, but Joseph Zito left it open. Like, he did the Tommy Jarvis looking at the camera, and he's like, he didn't know that they were going to make another one or anything, but he, he's like, I kind of left it there for them. He's like, I had no plans to do anything with it, but I thought it'd be kind of cool. they give him an open end for Corey to do something. They wanted Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman shooting Goonies, mm-hmm. but they got him to agree to shoot for a Saturday in a backyard while they're putting, yeah. not, not a rain machine, not a rain machine, a sprinkler yes. on him while looking at, looking scared in the bushes. Oh. 
Well, they had that sprinkler what? on full blast because it, he was yeah. soaked. That was, was ridiculous. Soaked. Well, he did have a party. It's like the original Georgie. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, right. well, maybe not, because the book it came out before then, right? No. It was published in 86. Oh, okay, so, so yeah, so it was, okay. wow, oh, Four, wow, okay. so, yeah, he was the original Georgie. Made it with both arms. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly. Corey, they wanted him back, but instead their option was, instead of just get a new kid, let's jump the timeline, so we have our second jump, because in the first, between the first and second film, there's like five years... Mm-hmm. And then the the next ones go throughout a week, like they're in, like day after day after day is how those stories. The weirdest go. timeline in this series. The franchise is just, oh, it's two years later. The movie a movie comes out. No, it's five years in the movie world. Oh my god, the timeline in this. Is all a in mess. all, as big of a fan as I am of the Friday the Thirteenth series, I recognize how they are in their productions, and I say. Who gives a fuck? Uh, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Agreed, one hundred percent. The fascinating thing is, there are people who have just in their minds have to have this make some sort of fucking sense yeah. and go online, go to websites, watch them apologize and map out this timeline so it makes some sort of like like the people had a plan when they started shooting this in nineteen eighty. Oh. About well, and then in the neck he's gonna go to space, and then you know, he's gonna, no, these were movie to movie. This is like here's five bucks. Find a way, a reason for him to come back to life yeah. and, and do that. Like it's not that. Deep. Well, and they so also they also wanted the to kind of that change. I mean, yeah, it's it's the, it's ridiculous to go and look. Speaking on the reason I originally hated the film, you know, I'd seen the others, and I I I had the opportunity to see the others, and I was watching it. I was all into it. I was all like, this is kind of cool. I like this kind of, it's kind of weird, but kind of cool. And then they got to the end. I'm like, oh, F you. And I was so pissed off. But like, weirdly enough, you know, all these years later, I don't care. I don't no. care. It's, it's fun. It gives you everything you want from oh, Friday the Thirteenth, and, and this is the first Friday the Thirteenth that is loaded with f bombs. None of them oh, were. It, no, it's a. It's it's a hard uh, R for for you know yeah. uh, some of the cuts. There's some really major cuts. MPA, really, yeah. you know. This is the one I would want to see. Like everybody talks about part seven. Having you know it ruined with so many cuts, mm-hmm. I would rather see an uncut version of this. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. There's actually, a there's actually a porn scene in it. Oh, yeah. That's cut. We'll talk about that later. But they went through this one, and you know, like you said, here's the thing: it's a new beginning. So they go back to the beginning. What was Friday the Thirteenth originally? It was a whodunit movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was mm. it was a and and guess what? Friday the Thirteenth aren't good at whodunits <laughs> because their killer. You have no fucking... It's no one you could guess. It, actually, this one at least introduces the person earlier. Yes, you... Than the yeah, original. she never so showed up until <laughs> literally that scene, and you're like, oh, by the way, I'm so the killer. So this one's better than the first one at the whodunit. Yes. Uh, though yeah. they ultimately disappoint when they show whodunit. Yeah, you know, like, yes. I, I know when I watched it originally, I didn't realize it was supposed to be a whodunit. Maybe it's because I was just a dumb kid, right. but I still was just like, like, oh, it's Jason. And then he shows, you know, it's like Jason, like, okay, great. And then it wasn't like, what? Like, what were you? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, they they actually, the, when you go back and watch it, you start to appreciate more of what they're doing with the whodunit. Oh, because for sure. when you watch it the first time, yeah. you're just like, oh, it's Jason. It's Jason. And and it, like the first movie, when you see it older, you think, you, all you hear about Friday the 13th is the guy in the hockey mask is Jason. So you figure he's going to be revealed at the end. You're like, who's the, the mom? And it becomes a surprise. Yeah. 
This one, you're just like, oh, it's Jason. Then you go back and watch the movie. There's setups. There's build. I mean, and then the clever idea, which is, it's so funny how there's no attention to continuity except for the Jason character. Like, if something happens to him, it carries on. The only, like, anything happens to his body, it carries on. This one, the clever thing was, they're like, okay, well, we're going to do the mask, but it's going to have blue marks on it. Yes, yeah, and he look, and, he's thinner. He he doesn't look like if you don't if you he's wearing a mechanics. Jumpsuit. Yeah, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He looks different. He looks very different. You can and he moves different. He moves different. His it, it 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 makes weirdly enough. It makes sense that they you know some guy would do this shit. I mean, it's well, you know who did the the stunt coordinating on this was Dick Warlock who played Michael Myers in Halloween 2. So if you take a look at the movements of Jason from one to f- or from 2 to 4 where he runs at people, he lunges. Yeah. And, now he's silent and he walks mm-hmm. and he stalks like Michael Myers and then this this Roy Burns Jason would be what Jason would be through the rest of the series because if you look at 7 6 7 8 he walks mm-hmm. yeah. to kill people. Mm-hmm. He's all of a sudden, you know, he's he's the silent killer. And when he gets hurt in this, too, he's freaking out. When he gets hit by that uh, tractor, and then when he gets sliced, this guy's like, oh, my God! Yeah, yeah. I, I did notice that, like, when he did get injured, it was actually took a little more out of him. Of course, he didn't get injured until literally the end of the movie. He's yeah, yeah. Well, countless I mean, people, and no one even took a swipe at him until the end. No, they were too busy just looking at him going, no! Scream! No! I think, yeah, you're right, though. There's maybe, I don't know, two people that die in this movie that don't see it coming right as it's happening, I think. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's literally almost like... How many people get like slashed in the face in this movie? It's a lot of yeah. a lot of face damage. A lot of gut jabs and slashed and faces. And they just stay there. They're like, "Oh no, I'm caught. Oh no." <laughs> We haven't done that for a while, by the way. Damn it, it's contagious. It is. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, okay, go, go on. So, so Danny Simon, the director of this, which is this is the first film we've covered of his. We did Savage Streets with Linda Blair, which we think is fucking awesome. Yes, right. it is. Um, he also, aside from that, his other credit is a porno movie. And that's... Yay! At the time, Frank Mancuso Jr., who's producing these, wanted to move... He wanted to keep his name attached to it, but he wanted to move away. So Mancuso let someone else pick, and then this is back in the day where you couldn't just look up someone's filmography. So they bring Steinman on. They they didn't know, and all of a sudden things are. He's got this. He's a master of sleaze. Like no one. <laughs> like there's just like a filth over his films. It's just fascinating mm-hmm. and almost artistic, in a way. And if you look at the movie, it's like he he said there was a mandate that someone had to like get killed or something every seven to eight minutes. Yeah, exactly. But it also plays like a porno movie because it does you can't you got to have people fucking within certain amount of time and substitute out with killing and then he actually he filmed the the sex scene in this movie he actually filmed like a porno like and he's like i thought i thought audiences might want to break for a bit might have a little fun with that but they cut it down and the editor was just livid because he's going through this footage and it's like 
fuck her, fuck her, grab her pussy, do it, lick her tits, like, and, and he's like, there, he's just jaw dropped, like, what am I getting wow. into? Wow. And, and he, he showed it to Frank Mancuso Jr., and Mancuso Jr. just goes, he goes, what do I do with these, this? He goes, somehow turn it into a Pepsi commercial. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow! Yeah, that and the, scene oh, the is... editor on this was also the assistant editor, one of the assistant editors on uh, Star Wars, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and Temple of Doom. Well, to be fair, Friday the Thirteenth Part <laughs> Five is very much in league with those films. Right? Yeah, obviously. It's sure. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, would I think it's the Temple of Doom of? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would definitely say it was the Temple of Doom of the Friday the Thirteenth. So yeah, Steinman, who's no longer with us, he died a few years ago. But I don't think we got enough films from him. No, I wonder why he. This was his last movie. So like, it's it's. I wonder. I wonder if he went back into porn and just and changed his name and because you know a lot of those guys. I I I don't know if you know this. Uh, I don't know if I've told you guys this. I was on the set of a porno, Hmm. and it was uh, it was. Originally called, I, I forgot what was originally called, but it came out as the Sex Files. And I did a set visit of the Sex Files. It was basically the X Files with them having a lot of sex. And, uh, you know, I, talking to the guys, you would go, well, can I interview you to the director? No. No, I don't want people to know. I keep this very separate. I don't, this is just a job to me. So they didn't want their real names known. They they're like, this is my pseudonym. I'm not. I, so you're not going to see. I mean, for some of them, yeah, you'll find you if you go look, look at Stephen Jeffries, you find a lot of interesting films on his IMDb. Oh yeah. But a lot of these guys, they don't have their names on it. But I will say the weird, weirdly enough, uh, just to you know, not to stay on too on porn too much, but it was one of the most professional sets I've ever been on. It was very, very pleasant. Mm. Aside from seeing a guy that looks a whole lot like Skinner, um, keeping <laughs> himself excited, and he Ugh. walks by me with his that in hand and goes, "Hey, how you doing, buddy?" <laughs> So yeah, that was it. What, what, what I would hope is I, someone would see, like the director would see that and think, we're gonna make a million damn dollars off of this picture. Yeah, yeah. Well, how, you know what's how funny? How made a Friday um, the Thirteenth porn movie? By have. the way, I'm sure <laughs> they, they have. Yeah, they have. Going back to a new beginning and taking it back to its roots, uh, Steinman's fitting director because Sean Cunningham, who made the first movie, he, him and Wes Craven, they have their roots in porn. Yes, they do. Start. Absolutely. So this, he's a perfect person to begin again. Yeah, a new beginning. So we were we were talking about that porn scene ish that got cut down a lot, starring a woman named Debbie Sue Voorhees. Yeah, who was cast for what she brought to the table and her last name a bit. Did you know who she beat out for this role? There were three people up for it uh, that were close. Gina Davis. Almost, <laughs> Cullen, but Gina Gersh- Gershon was one, ah, of the, one of them. And then wow. the girl who gets killed in the RV in the next film was originally, I guess, kind of cast, but they were waiting to hear back from her agent whether she could do nudity, and then they cast Debbie Sue Voorhees. Oh, interesting. Gina Gershon went out for this part. Hmm, so I can, th- that's interesting. I was going to say, so three women known for their nudity were out for this part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, what, what was weird is, like, how openly sexual, and, the, and then, then the dude just gets up, and why does he get dressed? What guy does that? You know what I'm saying? If, you, if you're doing this thing, I, that's always fascinating well, he, with me. 
it why is get dressed? Well, it's like, <laughs> like all right, we're, we're done humping in the middle of the woods. I'm going to go wash off in the river. No. <laughs> like, yeah, so, no. no that's so much worse. There's a lot of weird, just weird air dry, character dude. Just air dry. Be fine. Yeah, air dry. Their sun's out. You're fine. Just lay down for a second. Well, I mean, this is a this is a, this movie takes place at a uh, halfway house of sorts for mentally unstable people. So we're, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to really question those decisions. Okay. Too hard. Good but point. There's some people here that I'm like. There's some people in this cast. I'm like, why are they at this house? And oh these yeah. People just because they like fucking. <laughs> like is that. <laughs> Like, they need to be introduced in society. It's like, look, it's not going to be what you think it is. Everyone isn't sucking and fucking all the time, so we have to integrate you through society by putting you with uh, mentally challenged people and people well, with anger issues and people with PTSD. Maybe what? at the time they called nymphomania a, 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 a mental disease. They're like, oh my god, well, what's this patient's problem? Well, she loves to fuck. <laughs> So they, they obviously she needs to be there. I mean, you know. Oh, what about this gentleman? Oh, he loves to fuck too. Well, let's put them in the same room so they can yeah, balance right. each other out. Let's keep them in a house. Out. And this you know what? what let's, put, let's let's uh, lock this alcoholic in a liquor store. Great idea. Right? A great idea. And and, and let's get let's you know we we haven't even gotten to this character. Let the really, really crazy guy with major, major, uh, like, anger management, give him an axe to cut wood. <laughs> well, he's got muscles. Yeah, he's got muscles, obviously. <laughs> they swing that axe when he chops up And he's people. also the angry punk guy in Return of the Living Dead. He is. Yes, he is. He's very good at that, too. He's very with good at being Miguel angry. With Jr. Yeah. as well. I'm, yeah. I'm starting to think that uh, Mark and Pam don't know how to run this place. Mark and Pam are very well. They have very good intentions, but you know they keep in mind they've got Ethel and Junior at their heels up all the time. That can become that can be frustrating. Mark would go on to give Indiana Jones his hat. Yeah, he would. Yes, he would. Mm -hmm. Yes, you're right. You mean the guy that looks exactly like Harrison Ford? Yes, yes, he did. (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, Oh, yeah. This place, and we have to say, no lake, right? Yeah, there's no, no lake. lake. There's nothing. There's no water. We, we don't know how far from Crystal Lake they are either. Or it's they're close because they mentioned something about it in the mayor. Well, although right. technically, though, what doesn't matter because there's no J. It's not Jason. Jason's always right. by but, the lake. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. The, may, the only water is when Eddie washes off his dong in the river. That is the only yes. water in this movie. Well, and like, that in the constant rain. There's also oh, yeah. that. The last act of the movie. Yeah, for some reason it always rains at the end of these movies, which I always find find very enjoyable. I mean, this is a torrential downpour oh, in this yeah. one. Though. Yes. Oh yeah. I love it. Oh, I it's, do too. It's great. And they I run too. through it, and I just like, how can you? How can like when it's just a light rain? I can't even walk and like look. They're having to run full blast. And I have to agree with Melanie Kinnaman. She looks good wet. Yes, oh, yes, she does. She, up until this movie, I'm trying to think of the earlier films. You know, you have Adrian King, you have Dana Kimmel, you have Amy Steele. I'm trying to think of the girl from the fourth one. Trish Jarvis! Yeah, well, Trish Jarvis was kind of hot. 
but like those, they were kind of plain Janes, kind of. They weren't super. They were. I I thought they were cute, but they were. They were, weren't like hotties. But Melanie, I Melanie, call Dana Kimmel plain Jane. Ah, she wasn't like she, a hottie she's though. Probably the, you know, she was Blair's sister on Facts of Life, or or like yeah. cousin or something. Hey baby, yeah. ooh baby, <laughs> ooh baby, ooh baby, hey baby, hey baby. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. I needed that. You gotta get it, bitch! Sorry. <laughs> Lana! It's my Friday the 13th threats going on. Lana! I like that Lana had it's the cat. It's showtime! It's showtime! Lana! Should we talk Lana. about Lana now? Is yes, it, please. Get- hey, Lana! What the fuck is she doing? Hey! Jesus Christ! Come on, will ya? Lana! Hey! Hey! This is all over the place, folks, but this is how these Friday the 13th episodes go. Oh my god, let's talk Lana. What's the boyfriend's name? Oh, he's one of the guys, he's one of the Danny Steinman players. Like, yeah. he's in Danny Steinman movies. Um, I know the actor's Bobby DeSimone. Oh, uh, 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 Billy, you talking about the Coke fiend? Billy, yeah, Billy, yeah, 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 yeah. yes, yeah. Billy, okay. the Coke so fiend. I have told, I have told, okay, so this, this Billy guy, he's one of the, uh, guys who transfers the kids to the, the place and back. So Dude, you mean the character guy, that we're introduced to yeah. reading a porn magazine in the front seat? Yeah, transporting uh, yep. these kids. Yep. So yep. So he shows up in like a like a Trans Am, right, or mm-hmm. something? Yeah. Like totally, like Sister Christian's playing on nonstop on his A track in there. But <laughs> oh my god, he pulls yes, in. Yes. To this to this diner. This scene was cut from the previous movie, by the way. This is supposed to be in final chapter. It winds up here. Wow. Yeah. So he pick, he goes to pick up his his uh, girlfriend Lana, who's like closing up the diner. She's a a, a server there, and he just pulls up hogs. He's like Lana. And she's like hey baby, and they just kind of like trashy oh, people. Baby, you, you know they're going baby. back to a trailer after. Oh yeah. Uh, or a oh, hell yeah. He starts doing like he's got he's jamming his car. He starts doing coke off a mirror, and Lana, Lana's like, she's all right, but she's you know it's like he thinks she's she's like I don't know she's like generic Lana's goddess. No, don't <laughs> yeah, don't don't even don't even mess with my Lana man. So don't I, even, I have told she's Cullen, a beauty beauty. I have told Cullen all the time that this guy. In this scene is like the living embodiment, human embodiment of this movie itself. <laughs> like he's just like he thinks he's cool as fuck. He's not. It's just sleazy. He's got like it just uh, to me. He's the human embodiment of Friday the Thirteenth Five. Uh, I, in the beginning. I would. I think that's fair. I think it's fair. Absolutely. It's like you look at it and go gross, but at the same time you really don't. Want to look away as well? Yeah. You kind of laugh at it. You kind of like, and then you're horrified because he gets an axe like right in the head. Like the majority and, of the people uh, in the movie. Yeah, basically. This is the time where the score for this one sounds like a cheaper movie too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's got that like grind. is like, it's using a lot more synth than normal. Oh, there's there's, and, a, there's an, a lot, a lot of. You know, anytime anyone gets murdered or is about yeah. to get murdered, you hear. <laughs> and there's like a lot of red filtering, and mm. you know what's funny? You know when when Lana shows her boobs and says it's showtime, mm. that is a tribute or homage to all that jazz. You believe it or not, the Bob Fosse Roy Scheider. <laughs> 
Oh my okay. god, that makes sense. Actually, yeah. Because Roy Scheider, in that movie, Roy Scheider always puts his hands out and he goes, yeah. And, and and remember, Roy <laughs> Scheider showed his boobs. Oh wait, that was he did. Ah, he didn't ah, that ah. Huge tits hides them. I know well. really well, really well. Was that before well, or after the chum scene? Uh, after. After okay. Right. After, yeah, after, because all that jazz was 1980, if I remember correctly. It's, it's after Hooper tap dances. Yes, yes. <laughs> ooh, baby, ooh, baby. Oh, God, I've got I'm going to hold that. We're holding off. We're not talking about that yet. I, I know. It's, you, not talking about it's, that. Like, it's, it's bubbling Lana! up in me. Lana, I know. Okay, Lana, I'm back. Lana! Oh, God. I like so the cat, good. by the way. I like the cat a lot. Speaking of random kills early on in the movie, because, you know, the guy at the beginning, you don't expect him to come back, and then here's his girlfriend, because it's like, hey, we need to kill some people. Early on, there's two guys that, like, I never thought before, but I just watched uh, Cruising again recently. Uh, yes, yeah. But, like, these two are, like, together, right? Or I don't think oh, you mean the greasers? Says that. <laughs> the greasers. Yeah, because yeah. They, they are totally like going cruising and <laughs> the one I think they're trying to say something the one gets a flare in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Oh. So like, mm, oh my god, right? I didn't even say well, you know it's funny, one of those dudes is Corey Parker who actually worked. That dude did a lot of stuff, I think, if I'm not mistaken, he well, he doesn't do a lot now, he does shorts now, but that guy, yeah, that guy actually was a, he was on, um, I'm trying to think here, uh, he was on, uh, well, he was on Love Boat. Oh, okay. No, he, he did, he did actual, Corey Parker did a, a series, I'm trying to find it. He was in Biloxi Blues, he was in, uh, he was on 30 something for a few episodes. Uh, he okay. did How I Got to College, that's the movie, I, I love that movie, he was in that. But yeah, he, that guy did some stuff, so I was, I was, it's funny going back to it as, you know, after realizing, actually getting, connecting names to movies that I didn't realize that they were in when you get older. I was like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. But, yeah, they, they, they were on their way to cruising, to see cruising, the movie, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and to experiment afterwards. <laughs> That's the only explanation why two guys are dressed all in leather and uh, just out in the middle of the woods together. And, we missed uh, the scene also- before where they were, you know, pounding. Well, I gotta say, uh. <laughs> that's why the car broke down. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Well, the guy that's driving must be an angry lover. Or, I don't know, he was upset about that car not yeah. starting. He it was, was all the other guy's fault. Was, yeah, what a dirty, what a, I mean, what a, that's an abusive relationship right there. Honestly. Honestly. Because he, he, he was, was so singing mean about that guy. He was singing about how he was going to beat his ass. Yes. Yes. Constantly. It was almost all of his lines. You got the car started or you're a dead man. Same start, man. Fucked up again and he's starting. I'm gonna kick your ass. Kick your ass. Come on now. Come on, everybody. Same starting. Come on, motherfucker. Fix the fucking car. Come on. Fucked up again, you asshole. What you doing up there, Vinny? Rudy, 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 rudy. Rat, 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 two wings. Woo! Rat and rock. Let's go! Every line is like, you're an asshole, you're an asshole, I'm sorry, I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna kill you. And then, and then he doesn't do anything. He does, he's like, what a princess, man. 
He had his he had his yellow hanky out of the wrong pocket. I guess yeah. so. I'm like, guessing when, when he died, like a lot of the people in this movie, it's like thank God. Like the yeah, like, like the people at the troubled youth center or whatever when they die, like that's you know I'm not like celebrating. It's kind of unfortunate, but almost everyone else that dies in this movie, like thank you, thank you for murdering mm-hmm. that adults. There's 20 people in there's this 20 movie. People. There can't yeah. possibly. Oh, I mean 20 kills. There can't. There's more people than that, but there's 20 kills in this movie. There can't possibly be well, time for everyone to like make you care there is, but there's one character that I, I think we we should mention very quickly the one character that you literally i want to pop a bottle of champagne when this douche dies and that's junior shut the hell up <laughs> you stupid I, I, I was just moving on to Junior and Ethel because we're talking about these side characters that make up this world. Oh, holy shit. He is the most obnoxious, awful, pathetic, annoying character. And his mom ain't he, much better. Ethel, hi, don't you look lovely today? Poor shit. Now, Sheriff, you better hear me and hear me good. I want this loony bin closed down. Do you hear me, fella? Now, these kids ain't nothing but trouble. They don't respect others' property, and they're all crazy. You tell them off! <laughs> these kids weren't doing. Doing? Doing? You think I don't know what those two perverts were doing in my yard? Say it like you mean it, Ma! Would you shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm gonna tell all of you. You mark my words. The next little bastard comes near my farm, I'm gonna blow your fucking brains out. You hear me? Uh, Don't you come near me, Sheriff. I'm warning you. I got a bomb on me. I swear to you. You make one move toward me, I'm gonna blow us all up. Yeah. He's he's like, it's like, hey, uh, we want something Randy Quaid like, please. But crank to like 90. Actually, he's. Junior is less annoying than Randy Quaid. Let's let's be realistic about that. <laughs> I mean, honestly, honestly, Randy Quaid's pretty goddamn annoying nowadays. So, unfortunately, but yeah, he's really but annoying. Ethel is almost a stroke a genius. Like I almost feel like this woman like got to say her own lines. <laughs> like they're like just well, actually, so did take Junior, redneck and ramp it up. Repeating all her lines every line. Yeah. Oh, you're you that guy? Oh, fucking ugly! Oh, oh, oh fucking ugly, mom! Oh, oh. you're not so pretty. No, no, I know I'm not so pretty. Oh, oh. oh my god! Oh my it was like, god! Man, like I don't know who hates him more, us or his mom. His mom. Yeah. His mom hates him. You fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah like, oh. She calls gosh. him a big and, dildo. Well, he yeah. is. I mean, she's just being real, man. I mean, how many other children did she, you know, like, 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 let loose in the forest and they never came back? I guess he's the one that just came back. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> And man, these two like shower, right? No, like, they dirt don't shower. doesn't feel comfortable. Like you're not homeless. There's no reason to to do that. No, like, like they must like like. All right, well, it's a time to wake up. Better rub motor oil all over my body for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, what the, the dirty vagrant that comes by is cleaner than I them. was gonna say. What's the deal with that dirty vagrant? Why would he come to their house and go? Yeah, they look like a solid place that I can get a wor- little like work from. Work, please, you know yeah. what? But, but I bet they've got money to share. Oh my God, he did have a motorcycle though, so you know, 
Junior liked his but motorcycle. Like, it was a cheap he's, one. He's that guy, the vagrant. He's a red herring. If you watch this movie back, they they like they try to like make you think Grandpa might be doing this. Oh yeah. They try to make you think this red like there is weird red herring set up all over this that you never notice until you've watched it for like the fifth time. Oh, oh for yeah. sure, absolutely. There's a lot. I uh, well, I I mean they they do make it pretty obvious when they. "Quote unquote real killer seeds." If you if you've seen it, oh, enough, the second time, or, yeah, yeah, you've you seen know. it, you're like, "Wow, I was fucking dumb." Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, absolutely. You talking to me, sheriff? Absolutely. You talking to me? <laughs> so let's go. Okay, so this is all caused. We have this guy. This uh, how do I say it nicely? Uh, Joey. Joey. The halfway house. He's got, like, Not like a, uh, he's a bit disability or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something going on with he that guy. Likes it, it's, Maybe he's like a four-year-old trapped in a twenty-two-year-old's body. Oh, that makes ironically, sense. What you're the, saying there's a big situation happening in this movie. Yeah, yes. and ironically, one of the most sympathetic characters <laughs> in the movie is Joey. He's a he's annoying, but you're like, oh, poor guy. He doesn't know. No, better. you're not like poor guy. You're like, yeah, I don't uh, know about that. He doesn't uh, deserve to be axed in the back. That no, is, he does not. He but, does. But not. here's the thing. So. He goes out and annoys uh, Robin and Violet, two of the characters there. Oh, Violet's um, hot, by the way. And I do want to say that. We'll talk about Violet in a She's little hot. bit. Um, we And he talks to this guy, Vic, who we mentioned is the angry guy chopping wood, and he gets pissed off. And one of the most shocking things I've ever seen in a movie, Vic turns and axes this guy to death. Yep. You know something? I really love it here. I hate it. You know, um, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, I never really chopped wood before, but it certainly looks like fun. Leave me alone! Here, Vic, want a bite? Here, I'll just put it over here, and later on when you're hungry, you can have it. Well, if that's the way you feel, forget it, Vic. Just forget it! But I think you're really out of line. Ferociously, and it's so shocking. The first time you see it, I'm like, what? It's more shocking. You would never. It's more shocking than most of the kills in this movie. In any Friday the 13th movie. It's literally, yeah, I agree. It's one of the most shocking, because it, it, it was, when you don't have, if you have not seen this movie and that kill comes, you're like, what the hell? Yeah. It's, a, it's actually a really cruel kill, too. It's like, wow, mm-hmm. he's, that's why I feel bad for the guy, because I'm like, yeah, he's annoying, but Jesus, he's not that annoying. Couldn't have, like, couldn't he have gotten that That's junior? the only scene we've met him in. We got like five lines, and he got an axe in the back, and then it's like yeah. well, when we see the so the EMS guys come and like when they pull back the the blanket over it, dun, and like dun, you know one dun. of his arms is sitting on top of his head, but one of the EMS drivers is Roy Burns, and so zip to the end of the movie, he's the guy doing all the Jason kills, yep. which seems like a last minute decision, maybe I don't, but well, it's, apparently it was in the script the whole way. I mean, the whole point of this movie was to make Tommy the killer. That's what they wanted to do. They wanted to make Tommy yeah. the killer. And it's 
It's funny because it's such a bizarre approach in the sense that Tommy never seemed to be killer material oh. until the very end. Wait, what? Are you kidding me? I didn't think so, no. I mean, he's a little the, violent. The look he gives but... at the end of the fourth one, and then, like, just the, the insanity and in seeing Jason everywhere could be, could be like... His conscious is one place, and Jason is his conscious in another place. Yeah, maybe right. Doing these kills. Yeah, maybe right. It's, Never mind. It's <laughs> over the place. Yeah, I, and here's the thing: the Roy thing as an ending is still sucks. But if the next movie picks up with Tommy killing people, then this one was a bit more worth it. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't. It, it Halloween fives it where it leaves this cliffhanger ending of oh, this is a new twist. <laughs> Wait, what? When did Halloween five come out? Was it, it, it's funny how both the Halloween and the uh, Fred 13th series kind of had a few very similar moments. Like in Halloween mm-hmm. 2, you have two, one security guard, one cop getting, you know, a hammer on their head. Right. And, it, and so, yeah, with this movie, you have the same kind of thing. Where, oh, where we look who's yeah. a killer. Oh, well, no, they're really not. We're just going to go right. back to Jason and Michael. There, there's a funny thing at the end when we're re- revealed about Roy and uh, the sheriff comes to Pam at the hospital and shows Roy's wallet, mm-hmm. which is the funniest thing because it has a picture of himself. I know, right? It has a picture of Joey and then news clippings, including a picture that was like, like Jake, like hey, picture Jason. Away I, from was Jason. Gonna, I was going to actually say that. Like, did they literally, who got that shot? That's, that's, that's a literally shot the last they, thing they did other than die. Yes, you know? they yes. literally, it was like, you know, it's like in Jaws when they get the camera there. Oh, there's a shark. It's like, but it's such a good picture. I'm like, wow, they really oh, yeah. got, he's, he's yeah. posing. And he's like, hey, I'm Jason. I'm going to kill you, but. Let's do picture time. Funny. I love that. I, lo- I love that his wa- I, I would have been more impressed if he pulled out a condom from his wallet. I think that would <laughs> right. be funny. But, but I, I love he's got all that stuff in his wallet, and it's just like, see, all the evidence is right here, right in his wallet. He was just carrying right it around. Well, it's movie's over. Bye. Oh, you know what would be really cool, though? If not only did he have a condom in his wallet... He they pulls out a condom and then he pulls out a, a phone number that says Lana. That was yeah. This movie's amazing. I'm sorry. So, so there's the other kids at this that you know we haven't talked about that we killed. There's Robin who I don't know what her reason for being there is. She seems red. pretty um, together. Well, well, she's she's very turned off by the the other dude. So maybe she's like the guy who stutters. Like yeah, he's there because he stutters. Stuttering Bob. So they. they no, no, well, he's I know there because name. he looks like John Cryer. That's why he right, got yeah. there. And I think he's got OCD too, yes. like really bad. But yeah, there's him, and then we got Violet. Oh, Violet! Who, uh, actress Tiffany Helm. She got to pick her own clothes, her own look, and got to pick the music for the movie, which has that there awesome song. There is a man with no life in his eyes. I dig it. Um, oh, baby. Sorry. Yeah. She was. She's killed in a nice little suspense sequence, and originally Jason took the machete and shoved it up 
between her legs. Wow. And they had to go, they reshot it and changed it. There's actually, there's pictures of the other version or the aftermath of the other version, but that was originally her death, but they had, that was one of the things they had to reshoot was that. great, but at least it would have been something other than a gut death with a machete because I just feel like there's too many of those in this one. Well, the guy, the guy in the woods that got the strap around his eyes was originally supposed to have gushing, like Mm -hmm. just kept gushing rather than just look like someone sprayed blood on him. Yeah. But that had to be cut. Um, You're right. I want the, the I, I do want the, uh, the, uh, the the uncut version of this movie. Seriously. Mm-hmm. It's amazing yeah. how much they cut off. Uh, I mean, it's still fairly gory considering, but mm-hmm. it's, I think it's mostly like, it's like, the uh, yeah, it's just mostly like kind of, you think you see more than you do. Every time I watch it, I feel like, oh yeah, this is really, well. Yeah, no, a lot of these gory. deaths, you don't see the impact. It's, Mostly just the person looking surprised, and then later someone coming across their body. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a couple. Yeah. There's plenty of those. That, like one of the other EMS driver, uh, the guy who runs the, the you know Indiana Jones. He yeah, grandpa gets tossed. Like there's there's plenty of those. Mm-hmm. Like eventually it's just like wrapping it up. Like see, it's not this person because they're dead, and it's not this person because they're dead too. It's just literally everyone we've already seen is dying. Mm-hmm. Violet, a connection to Elm Street here. Her mother in real life is the one who the the actress who played uh, Kristen Parker's mom in Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, three and four. I did not know that. Is that, mm-hmm. is that why uh, Violet seems like she's supposed to be in a uh, Nightmare on Elm yeah, Street she movie? She looks more Elm Street yeah. than she does Friday the Thirteenth for sure. Yeah, you're like, right. She really does. Like, she's like dancing to the music. Like that whole scene is like. Okay, when does she fall asleep? It's absolutely an Elm Street. Like, she's dancing to not fall asleep. Yeah, and it's actually before Elm Street got to be that way, too. Like, this is pre-Dream Warriors. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's... very true. Dream warriors Somebody needs to edit this and just put docking music over her dancing. Right. I know, right? Oh my god, that'd be amazing. One person we haven't mentioned yet is our resident child, Reggie the Reckless. Reggie the Reckless. Which is them trying to repeat the Corey Feldman thing from the last time out. Yeah, so um, they got the kid from different strokes. Different the strokes guy who to rule the world. By the bike shop owner. Yep. Not not Gary Coleman, but the other, the other one. one. But he um he's a he's an interesting little cat. He's excited to be in this movie. He's got a good scream. But he's got okay. a, he's actually a pretty good. I like this kid. I enjoy him. He's in got the a movie. different energy. Yeah, he's gonna he's he's fine. He's I kind of like know. him and uh, Melanie together. I mean, they make a cute couple. It's just sometimes where I weird. think, I think uh, you should be called Reggie the Shut Up. You are just a little much for me, Reggie. He's he's a lot. He's not as bad as Junior, man. Come on. No, oh, no, God, you're yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, Colin, here's where you say, what? I can dislike both. I can. <laughs> I can. Yes, you can. You don't have to. Pick. No, no, no. I, I can. can. I, I know who I dislike more. That's not even a choice. I mean, come on. How yeah. Can you, yeah. You have to hate the biker guy. Like, I don't. Well, we'll get to our, our rating stuff, but I'm hard. Pro- I gotta. I gotta think if I hate anyone more than him. Maybe his mom. I don't know. We'll yeah, figure that out yeah. in a bit. But, uh, but, um, and what do you guys? What do you guys think of Tommy in this one? I actually really like John Shepard in this. Good. He, uh, when I watched it, I 
when I, as soon as I started watching, it's like, all right, it's time to watch the Friday the Thirteenth movie with no one's favorite Tommy. See, I, it I, it I is no one's favorite Tommy, he, but he's not. He's good. Bad. He's, he's not really good. At he's this. not bad. It's just that the I don't know. I enjoy the other Tommies much more, and his hair looks weird, and that's not his fault, probably. I just it's just really <laughs> distracting the whole and movie. He's a kung fu master. Yeah, yeah when did that kung- happen? <laughs> Well, everybody was kung fu fighting at the time, so I guess that's what <laughs> happened. Hey, hey, he does beat Junior's ass, okay? He sure yes. does. He does beat. Thank God for that. Uh, and he's yeah. a, here's the thing: this like, if you look at most, if you look at all of the Friday the Thirteenth movies before this movie, like when it showed the, you know, obviously you'd see the naked chicks and they they all look great, and then you'd see the guy with the shirt off, and he'd be like, yeah, whatever. And I was like, yeah, you're fine. You're not disgusting looking but in this movie all the dudes are chiseled like tommy is chiseled in this i'm like what the hell when did the hell did that happen when did cory Feldman? not chiseled well yeah junior junior's junior's chiseled you don't see him shirtless man you don't know grandpa's chiseled grandpa's way chiseled way chiseled and the, the 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 dude the vagrant is very chiseled i'm sure everyone's chiseled, chiseled. Yeah, I think so. And he was chiseled, yeah, for sure. That's well. That's okay, why guys. he's kind of tired in the porn scene, I guess. All right, guys, let's take this to the trailer park. Oh my gosh, I'm my, so excited my brother now. demon, my brother demon's in town. <laughs> my brother demon. Oh, we gotta go see demon, man. I love it. Demon's the coolest, man. I gotta see my brother demon. Hey, uh, mentally unstable Tommy. It's cool if you visit too, because you don't have anything else to do. <laughs> right. Exactly. Sure. I'm sure. My, I'm so. sure my brother. Would love to meet you, my brother, who I don't live with, and there's got to be a good reason for that, you know, because he lives in a van, maybe, whatever. Come visit my brother I almost never see. Oh, hey, you okay? Oh, damn enchiladas. Oh, you going to be all right? Enough, demon. You'll feel a lot better after you shit. <laughs> I feel a lot better when I'm out of here. This shit box is gross. Well, you better watch out for the snakes that's gonna crawl up that crapper and bite your ass. <laughs> Ooh, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Girl, what's up? Oh, 
told you this isn't funny. Now you're gonna get it, bitch. I'm going to lay this out here, and listeners, or you guys can disagree with me all you want, but you're wrong. This scene with Demon is one of the most memorable scenes in cinema history. (laughs) Just from what? If you see this movie, you will never, ever, ever ever forget this moment. Now, we're not going to say you're going to remember which one it's asso- which Friday 13th it's associated with, but you're going to sure as hell remember this scene. It, oh, yes, you will. You just can't believe that somebody shot this and put it together, and it just... It's a, it's a main, like, so they go to visit Demon, who's played by Miguel Nunez Jr., as we all refer to Juana as Juana Man. Man. And yes. So it's Reggie's brother. He's got a, a van thing that he lives out of, basically. It's got, like, a mini fridge in it. It's only, like, two and a half minutes. Demon, like, it's in a amazing. band or something, I think. I don't know. He's He's got- he, he might be, like, doing a... J- j- uh, DeBarge tribute. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, yeah, he's in it. I was actually gonna say, print. He wanted to be in Prince's band, Prince but you know, they, they Prince's they band. He's yeah, got like so. so basically, everybody refers to it as like the Michael Jackson Thriller jacket, but it's like DeBarge wore it too, mm-hmm. and like he's got the curls up, the perm. Him and his girlfriend are like smoking pot. In, in front of his, his, van. his little brother, right? For his little brother, his and little they brother, also and and in front of the woman that's. In charge of like this reform center for children. Right. Yes. Right. She's and good with like, it though. She's fine with that. Reggie like thinks his brother's living large. He's got like enchiladas. He's got Chinese food and he's got a huge slice of pizza. He's like, you want some food? It's like, what are you? Like, that none of that goes. I don't care how high you are. That is not. I want enchiladas and pizza. And... I gotta give the script credit. They really set those enchiladas up. Yeah. I mean, they mention enchiladas like three times before the big moment. Chekhov's enchilada. Um, yeah. yeah, so, like, Tommy gets in a fight with Junior in the parking lot of the trailer court, and so Pam and Reggie gotta leave, and, uh, <laughs> Demon smokes a J, like, takes a hit, and he goes, he has cinnamon cramps, and he says, oh, goddamn enchiladas! And he does this yeah. little scoot run with his boots on to the outhouse, which He's clearly says no writing on the walls, but it's got writing all on the walls. And then you watch him poop. You watch him. He goes, oh, like it is. And Miguel Nunes Jr., you are a hero for just selling this shit. And then this thing starts shaking. He's freaking out. It's his girlfriend. And then she starts going, hey, baby, hey, baby. And then he goes, call and response. Ooh, baby. Ooh. And they do this. For a little bit. <laughs> Let, and, let's and, do a, a quick moment now. Colin, you start. Okay. Um, hey, baby. Hey, baby. 
Brandon, you. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Wow, this is amazing. It's a Friday the 13th movie. Yeah. And then it stops. The thing starts shaking some more. And he's like, they're going to get it, bitch. Well, well, he, like, I love like, it. it, it <laughs> he, turns on, he turns on a dime. He's like, he's mm-hmm. always well, stopped. But that song comes out of, like, it starts and ends the same way. It's her shaking the thing. That's how it starts. And then eventually he realizes it's her. And it's him saying, like you're gonna get it, bitch, and then she immediately starts singing. And then, yes. Yep. How do you go from "I'm gonna get you, bitch" to singing love songs to each other like immediately? Uh. Oh, and then when he shakes, he's like, "All right, bitch, I told you. Now you gonna." And then he finds her with her throat slit, and then Jason mm. like starts stab. I don't know what he's stabbing with. Well, no, not Jason. Um, Roy. Roy. Oh, Roy. It's pre- Jason that would make yeah. some kind of sense because he seems to have inhuman strength, but this is. This is one of the problems with the movie is that Roy is There's just a guy. No problems, no problems with this film at all. I don't know what you're talking about. All right, how does Roy have like superhuman strength? I mean, Jason he is just... did a lot of exercises. He had time when to prepare. The, when the lady rose from the lake and handed off the hockey mask, which glue in the stars of the of the fields, and he took it. And grabbed thine machete, which struck with lightning, powered him with the ultimate. I don't know. That's about as far as I go with it. That was really good. I was moved. I was moved by that. But he, Roy, stabs a metal spear. I don't know what the hell that is. I don't know what. It's huge. Was it his penis? Is that that? Maybe he had a giant <laughs> magneto penis, like like one of those like power. Maybe well, that's a superhero. Maybe I don't know. He certainly seems to have the strength of Captain America with the super soldier yes. serum. Punches that damn metal rod right through like the uh aluminum siding not aluminum siding, but like the sheet metal of, of this crap house. And like and it's not it's like it's like you know, I had to work it in, like like it takes a couple of stabs at it and then it goes through. It goes through like a hot knife through butter. Yeah. Not just it doesn't just go through the metal with a great force, which would be fantastic. It goes through his legs and Miguel's body here. Demon's body, sorry. Yes, demon. Uh, let's get this right. Ooh, and here's baby. The thing. He coins this. Oh, this shitbox is gross. So I have coined it the shitbox serenade. That's what shitbox. the scene is. It's a be- why And why doesn't... You know, I, I, I'm watching the scene today, and I'm like, why doesn't he just... And I, I, I know, look, I, you... Common sense and and all that stuff is be damned, but get on the floor because the guy keeps stabbing above. I know it's gross, but like you know you're gonna get stabbed. Get on the floor, like lay as flat as you can. I mean, I know it's disgusting, but Lee and and don't make a sound. He's gonna think you're dead. Just this guy, demon is dumb. Yeah, and who names a character demon? That's like. A, just regular ass. Hold on, person let me a, find out. I'll, I'll, who wrote was it? Was it supposed to be? Was it supposed to be Damon? And then like nobody pronounced it correctly on set. Martin Kitzo or whatever. And David. Yeah. Ma, wait. Yeah. Who wrote? Who actually? Yeah. Martin Kitzo. I'm I'm saying his name wrong. I'm sorry, Martin. Mit Kitzroar. So I don't know. I don't know. Normally, so it's the, a I'm name. Gonna, we have our little uh, list of things we go through with every movie. 
I'm going to skip the funniest line or moment part because this is it. I don't care what you have to say. Oh, yeah. There's nothing. Yeah, I agree. Goddamn enchiladas. Ooh, baby. This scene is 100% the best thing in this movie. It's one of the greatest things in this movie. Yes, and it's one of the greatest scenes ever ever shot on film, period. It is? No, I'm serious. People think I'm fucking just being annoying or trying to get a rise. No. I will never forget this moment. It's amazing. I know. I, I remember seeing it. I'll never forget it. It's it's beautiful. It's and like and, and it, it works every time. And the way it happens, it's just like flipping a switch. It's so weird. It's like they took like a scene from a different movie and put it in here. Like the tone of it, at least at first, it just feels like I don't jarring isn't the right word, but it's just like what is huh? Because yeah. it goes right from you know like all right, Tommy beats the shit out of the biker guy to the you know just like oh I gotta poop. What? Well, in a movie that it also prince, includes little prince in the bathroom, just all of it says, "What is happening right now?" <laughs> <laughs> and this is the same movie with Lana, <laughs> and that's not even making. It's not even close. I, I feel like this movie is getting better and better and better as we talk about it. It does. See, here's the thing: the shitbox scene doesn't even need to come back around no it never gets old it's as fresh as it is the first time you see it every time it's amazing wonderful i wish i could have that on loop i wish that was my ringer on my phone seriously if you like like there's a there's that remember i sent you that music video jimmy yes it was Uh, amazing by the way thank you for something look it up there's a remix cullen's seen it like like you just the uh shit box goes into space at one point yes yep 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 and it's got it's auto tuned. It's mm-hmm. got a beat. Oh gosh! It's just beautiful. It is pure oh. perfection. Pure perfection. Oh. <laughs> okay, guys. It's as good as taking so. a huge poop in the woods. Lana! Hey, Lana! Sorry, Buster. We're closed. <laughs> That's all right. I just want to take out oil. You do, huh? Yeah. Well, what would you like? I would like Lana to go with nothing on. Oh, and who wants her? <laughs> the pride of the Younger Institute of Mental Health, who has just dumped his last bedpan and would like very much to party. Will you get your ass out here? Lana. Hmm. I don't know about that. I'll have to ask her. Hey, Lana, you want Billy? You sure? <laughs> she says she wants you too, but you have to wait a few minutes till she's done inside. Let's do our superlatives. Who? What was your favorite kill in Friday the 13th Part 5, A New Beginning? See, I was trying to think about that when I was watching it, but it's really hard to kind of pick yeah, because they're... Um, There's 20 of them. Well, A lot of them are just gut stabs. Well, yeah. well, yeah, but that's the thing. A lot of them are just kind of repetitive. I, 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 I'm going to say that my favorite is strictly because I hate them so much is that greaser dude in in the car that the guy's like yeah. I'm going to I'm going to beat Jeremy yeah like that that's my favorite just because he shut up that was my favorite that's, that's a why good I love point that kill so much could I do, Jimmy, could I do like so uh, what I would like to do is I'm ag- going to agree with you on that but I'd also like to get, add the uh fla- flare in the mouth because of, uh, obviously yeah. so you know but I'd also like to give it to the porn scene. I like those that double kill 
Yeah, I like. Yeah. I was gonna say mine's the hedge clippers. He, in the hedge mind. clippers is awesome, and the belt around his. He, he looks like. I mean, there's no way you can get out of that. That dude, no matter how tough he is, and you know how in shape yeah. he is, you got your head. You're screwed. So, although how Roy had the strength to do that is another question, but with those are, yeah, can I, can I say those are my four favorites? I like those. Well, I want to, I want to add like the head scoopers. Eyes awesome. I like the sequence of Violet's death. I think it's something filmed really good and Mm -hmm. works good, but then she just gets stabbed in the gut. Um, and then I think Roy's death falling on the spikes. Ooh. Yeah, that was a good one. Cause the, God, that sound is just so loud just to hear the body yeah. go through those giant spikes. I, I think I can't even, like, man, it is just intense. Like, when it happens, like, shit! Like, man, he's done! Oh, so There's no good. way like, Jason's gonna get up. Like, oh, wait, no, it's so, Roy. Oh, yeah, so, so technically Roy didn't get up, so, you know, unless they... Right. Yeah, so there you go. By, by the way, when it's revealed that it's Roy, I knew it was Roy. But like when you see his face, like I still can't tell it's him. I no, I can't sh- tell. Yeah, I need the sheriff afterwards to tell me that's who it was. I, it, you know, yeah. like it just what a bad well, idea they, to have. You know like, they the, had to change <laughs> the dialogue, right? They had to change the dialogue when the cops going, "Hi, you guys are really dumb. You couldn't see his face, could you? So I'm going to explain. Look at this wallet." Look, there's a picture of him. Remember him? He's the killer. Look, we made a miniature of his headshot. That that's why they have the picture, dude. That is. Oh legit, no, that is legit, totally. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like. And then they had to show Joey again because that was at the beginning. Because you're like, of the movie. I don't know who fucking Joey is. I've seen a million people get killed. Yeah, who yeah, that was Joey? Murders again. That was twenty yeah. years ago. Oh my god, so amazing. God. So what was the, what do you think the weakest kill was? All the off-screen kills. Yeah, and there's, there's way too many. Yeah, yeah. I, I learned in a many. Friday the Thirteenth movie if you are the person with the highest authority, like uh, the mustache dude that's the head of the camp in the first yep. one, or Tommy, Tommy and Trisha's mom mm-hmm. or something, you're gonna get killed off screen. Reggie's uncle because or whatever. Was it dad or uncle? I forget. Grandpa. Grandpa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he was thrown through the window. But I'm talking like the head guy of that place. They find him with like a railroad tie to a, in his head through the tree. Oh yeah, or, or, or like a spike mm, or something like yeah. that. But like every time there's like a head of something because I guess you're supposed to have the comfort of them, like, well they'll show up at any time, and then you find them dead in the woods. Like you're off screen, buddy. Sorry. I wonder if they and, had conversations about that. Like, okay, if someone's kind of in charge, they their their death can't be on screen. I would be if I was in Lindsay, I'd be like, oh, cool, man. For oh, my death was off screen. Oh man, I know, right? Yeah, like, for sure. Like, oh, I got I got a machete in the gut. Oh, oh. yeah, they, yeah. They go through the, all that makeup, but there's still not the reward of like seeing it happen or any of that. It's just no, you just gotta you, you gotta stand there and look with your mouth open and. Look surprised. Yeah. Who who's the oh gosh, do I even need to ask the biggest douchebag in the movie? Bike guy. Oh, Junior. 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 Junior sucks. Moving moving on. Biggest disappointment of maybe someone didn't get killed or something didn't happen to them. I want to point out that the guy who caused this whole thing to happen, Vic, uh, was taken away by the cops and uh Roy never went after him. Nope. I agree. I noticed the same thing today. <laughs> yeah. He goes this to jail. Really- he kills people that are, aren't even like a part of whatever happened. 
It's yeah, pretty, he, yeah. ridiculous. He just kills like, random people like Jason. Well, like, well, like, 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 I think, I think that he killed those uh, greaser guys because it was just like they won't shut up. I think that happens a few times in this movie. Like you, you well, gotta show up, to be die. fair, did you hear those guys? I mean, honestly, yeah. Know, well, like, they, like, I, I agreed with them on that one. Like the same for um, Junior and Junior's mom. They didn't do anything to to Joey, but they were just like, you know what? They suck. I'm killing people. I'm just mm-hmm. knocking off my to do list. Well, you know, I mean, the poor guy really went through a lot. Maybe he just was really, he just snapped. Poor, well, he poor went, Roy. He went through a lot when his son he didn't take care of or have any that contact with. he didn't with know guy. or didn't deal with. Sure. Mm-hmm. He basically, the, here, okay, here's. The son that this, he abandoned. This, in the world of reality, this movie would totally piss me off because what a shit father. What a shit. Oh, my son's special needs. I don't care. I'm going to dump him in home. Fuck you. But I'm going to keep an eye on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep an eye on him. Uh, on the occasion when someone gets killed at this place, sure, I'll stop by and see what's going on. Oh, no, it's my kid. Oh, no. Fucking asshole. Roy, you suck. Well, he was always a loner. <laughs> yeah, he was. That's what they say. <laughs> Whatever so, that means. Okay. Who friend zone? Who would you want to be friends with of this cast of wonderful characters in this movie? I like the I like the I like Melanie and the the dude that outruns. I like them, but I would I would try and help them learn how to run a business better and actually do good. <laughs> I'd hang with them. Uh, a demon. Uh, oh yeah, well, G- well, Jesus, you- uh, brother gets ladies. He uh, likes to smoke weed, and he likes Mexican food. He's my and best he friend. he likes to sing. He likes to sing. sing. He'll sing. I, I he'll, just, get, he'll get high and sing me a lovely song. Why I, would I not want to be friends with this guy? I want to see this happening. I want to see Demon and you have a duet together. That's all I want to see right <laughs> there now. There you go. That's well, it. one of there us has got to get on the toilet. One of us has got to get loaded with full of beans. I, we'll make, I, yeah, make it happen. Say, I got, I got, I got to call in there, Demon, because he is far away from the bullshit, far away from the bullshit, and the only one who comes to visit is Pam. Yeah. So, that, yeah, I would. Good point. I would, uh, I'd go with Demon as well. Uh, and who was your lastly? Who's your crush from Friday the Thirteenth? Oh, the Violet. Final chapter. Violet. Come uh, on. I, I don't remember her name, but uh, New Wave chick. Well, no, I, I know that. Yeah, I know Violet. Yeah, we all know who Violet yeah. is. Yeah. I want that. There's an enamel pin of Violet that I can't find that I want. Oh gosh, I, I love her. No, the um, I can't remember her name, but like Eddie's fuck buddy, Ro- Robin. <laughs> no, Robin? no, not Robin. Oh, uh, hey, wait, wait. No, 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 no. The, the um, the the you know uh, Eddie, the guy. Debbie that... Voorhees? Yes, that one. The one the with the woman. the gazongas. Yes, that's the one. Okay. That's my crush cool. because that's a Tina. Tina, thank you. Yeah, uh, she seems she, she seems like fun. Am I right? And boys, oh, she uh, certainly seems like fun. She has all she loves a good she time. Is, she is down to fun. Absolutely. It also helps that her body is flawless. So yeah, yeah. She was a, she's a Playboy bunny too. Not surprised. Uh, she was a, not yeah. no, yeah, not surprised at all. It it it, it is very yeah, she's a lovely, lovely woman. I'll I'll give you that. What about what about you? I'm gonna Pam? go. I, I, I'm gonna go with Pam. Yeah. Because when it rains, when it, when it rains, 
Pam in the rain. That's Pam in the rain, man. I'm gonna go for it. Pam in the rain. I did think about Pam, but um, you know, I do have to say there is a good selection of crushes to have from this movie. Uh, yeah. What's sad yeah, is say, none of like, us said Lana. I mean, that's kind of sad. <laughs> She's hey hey Jimmy. Yeah. Lana's spoken for. Oh, good point. Yeah, sorry. It's She's showtime. For. Yeah, like look, like I- I'm an okay looking guy. I know I can do better than Lana. I know what Lana is into. I've seen the kind of people she attracts. Lana! I'm better than that. Oh my gosh! How can you? How can you diss oh. that poor guy? He was—he just had a little bit of a cocaine <laughs> issue. He was a guy. man, I'm sure. I mean, you look at the guy and go, he does coke, right? Yeah. Like, that's... Oh, a hundred percent. Like, there's one. I say that guy. There's one thing I think. This guy fucks. Yes, he does. Yes, no, way he doesn't. A lot, a lot. Oh, so you're saying you have the crush on him? <laughs> well, I think I it's, gotcha. There's no way he isn't soaked in pheromones. The way, the, the as much as he fucks, there's no way yeah. he isn't. He's a guy. If we throw him in the friend zone, it's like you might have a fun uh, night out just to tell other people about that night out. Because you'd be like, I know a cool place, and you go, and there's like, he goes to that like dive bar with like five. It's like the towny bar. He's like, just you wait, just wait. That wait, that waitress. I'm like, the, the one with the missing teeth. Yeah, good head, man. Good head. <laughs> like, yeah, man. Dude. No, no. He's like, I get free, I get free drinks here if you want. It's like, oh, okay. It's Bud Light all night. You're like, no, dude, I'm good. He has this mixed drink he wants you to try. Mm-hmm. It's nasty. Like, you just know, but but you can't wait to tell people about this night. Oh my yeah. gosh. Talk about how he kept disappearing into the bathroom every 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just did cocaine right off the bar, man. <laughs> he did not care. He didn't wait. Crystal Lake Tavern didn't even care. Ignore a nose here, it's fine. So this is the legendary Friday the 13th Part 5, which is funny because there's the Tommy Jarvis little saga. It's a little trilogy within the the Friday the 13th films. And we started here with the middle one. Like We haven't done four. We haven't done six. We started right smack dab in the middle. Wow, we haven't done six. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't need. Colin and I were talking off air, but like in the series of Friday the 13th, Four through six is the sweet spot. Oh, I agree. Like, this is the best run of film to film to film. Because they're all, they all have different flavors to them. Yeah. Like, some of these definitely kind of blend together, but like, these three really stand out. But, like, those, the first, like, three, especially for me, kind of blend, like, those kills kind of blend together. I mean, the murder is a little more distinctive. I mean, not in the first one, but. Well, you know what, though? Hey, watch, if you, if you would, next time you watch them, Notice how similar one and three is, and then two and four. There's those, they kind of go into, okay, because they, they end the same way, each of those films end the same way. It's kind of like, it's weird how they're, the one is a lot like three, two is a lot like four. Notice that next time you watch it. It's really weird. Then they stop doing it, and then it goes whatever direction. But like they, three has the uh, the the thing through the neck, the same the Kevin Bacon mm-hmm. kill. Yeah. Uh, two has a, uh, well, they all have something from under the bed because this one has an under the bed kill. They just don't show it when Robin. That's did. true. And then the first yeah. one has it, and then in the second one they cut. It had to be cut, but they have shish kebab over. The yes. Bed, so that they were trying to do a reverse with that. Three has it in the hand, which they actually ripped um, off from that uh, that gosh that Italian movie that I can't think of. Yeah, yeah, they mm-hmm. they they blatantly yeah. ripped it off. Well, Friday the Thirteenth love that the first Friday the Thirteenth movies first one and two like love Bay of oh, Blood. Oh, for sure, love. for sure. Like you watch Bay of Blood and you're like, holy shit! And they're like, we never saw that. I'm like, bullshit. Yeah. 
bullshit. You saw oh my it. god, yeah. But yeah, so he's got this sweet spot, like, because 4 is just like, damn, if you want Friday the 13th, the horror movie done best it can be, it's there. 5 is this batshit crazy thing, and then 6 is this classic gothic, but kind of got a bit of humor to it, horror, like the horror still works, the humor works, and they all have like really good kills, like, it's like the sweet spot. Agreed, agreed, absolutely. And five is one I could reach for a lot. It's weird to say, but five is one I will reach for a lot. I, it's kind and, of a and, terrible and, and you're movie, never gonna find anyone. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a not a good. It's like bad, but there, it does good things. Mm-hmm. It's wild, and it's if you watch this movie with a group of people, they're gonna think they they're gonna have the best time. They're gonna have the like it's a. Party. Yeah, you watch and it. You, you watch, watch it with Demon. Have a good time too. Get stoned and day two. enjoy it, man. And then you can sing. Ooh, baby, ooh, baby, hey, baby, ooh, baby. So, guys, I'm really glad uh, we got to talk about Friday the Thirteenth Part Five. Like I, when we didn't like since we you know did the Friday the Thirteenth thing and started, like I could not wait till we got to this one. And I was like trying to hold it off. But it, it was time. We're halfway through these. I know. We've mm-hmm. talked about six of them, and we will be talking about another one in December. So Jason in the Snow, which they've never given us. I know. One day. One day. Well, they 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 aren't they doing the fan film that the Never Hike Alone? I think that's going to be. They're doing a fan film or something. That's or something is being done um, with snow. I don't remember. Or there's a script. That doesn't I don't count. Know. Who cares? That I want count. a real Friday the Thirteenth in the Snow. That's what I want. Yep, that's what yeah. everybody wants. So what? What should we? Uh, what should we do next time? What? What Friday the Thirteenth should we tackle? Should we do another Tommy Jarvis? Should we do the original? Should we do Go to the Hell? Like where should, should we, we do do four? I mean, oh, you know what? I say do four. I yeah. say do four. Call, four works. Four? Cor- we're gonna go, turn back the clock on to- Tommy Jarvis. See where he came from, um, and uh, George McFly will. Show us some some of his uh, oh, dances. Yes. Uh, well, uh, wow, another god. And uh, the last epic. American Virgin stays the last American Virgin as well. Yes, so, he does. Um, that's coming up in December. And uh, Trish Jarvis swoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a returning Cult of the Cavalcade star from American Ninja. She's in this too. Oh. So yeah, this can be an exciting one. So we'll be back in December. With that one, Jimmy, uh, where, what's what all you have going on right now? Uh, you know, Joe Blow, Arrow in the Head, I'm doing my thing. Uh, look for an interview I had with Rob Zombie coming out on Friday, which I had today, which was lovely. He was a lovely gentleman. So, um, yeah, that's all I'm doing. Being a dad, right. that's what I'm doing right now. Lana! Ooh, baby, ooh, baby. Hey, baby, hey, baby. There's no need to fear the number 13 any longer because Paramount is slashing prices on 13 scary motion picture hits. At only $19.95 each, no one will be able to resist the sharp savings on some of their worst fears. Okay, you big hunk of a man, come and get me! Everyone's just dying for Jason. And now his latest stab at terror has been slashed to just $19.95. Friday the 13th, Part 7, The New Blood. Plus, customers can scream again and again with the entire Friday the 13th Never Say Die collection.
Terror continues with six more shock-filled hits. The house is burning. Christopher Walken can see the future and must stop it dead in Stephen King's The Dead Zone. And Pet Cemetery's Master of Horror strikes again with the cry of a werewolf. Stephen King's Silver Bullet. There's life out there, and they are conducting some wild experiments. Watch out for Dr. Alien. It attacks without mercy and preys on the mind. There's no escape from brain damage. The Ripper's still out there. The world's most notorious killer is on the loose again. Jack's back. Serial killer David Keith is on a rampage, but don't shoot until you see the white of the eye. 13 will be every video store's luckiest number with these 13 Halloween horror hits, specially reduced to just $19.95 each. On the next Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be celebrating the return and end of John Rambo. His movie, Rambo Last Blood, opens in theaters, and we'll be going back and uh, having a Versus episode for the first time in years. Uh, we'll be discussing which is the battle of the pinnacle 80s action movie. Is it Rambo First Blood Part 2 or Schwarzenegger's film Commando. So Stallone is back. Schwarzenegger's here for the first time, and we're going to decide who's best. Uh, breaking between Cullen and I to, in case split the difference, will be friend of the show, our guest from the Saturday evening post Troy Brownfield returns. So you'll want to stick around for that. That's coming around Monday in two weeks, not this next Monday, because, well, our Friday the 13th episode's counting for that. So thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, indulging our scatterbrainness. As we discussed, Friday the 13th, Part 5, A New Beginning. It was great. So much fun. Can't wait for our next Friday the 13th episode. Uh, but first, stay tuned for both trailers. One to Commando and one to Rambo, First Blood Part 2. The trailers that actually trail. your kid back then you gotta cooperate right wrong now somewhere somehow someone's gonna pay do you 
nothing that he is going to give us any problems. You'll do exactly as he's told. Last and wait, you fellas. You're a funny guy, Sally. That's why I'm going to kill you last. Are you going to tell me what's going on or what? No. Don't disturb my friend. He's dead tired. What are you doing? Helping you get her back. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's what made you think you did. I lied. If it's a mission no man can survive, he's the man for the job. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Commando. It's a party. Thank you for listening to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, part of the Creative Zombie Studios Network. For press opportunities, advertising opportunities, and more information on Cult Cinema Cavalcade, contact mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com. Produced by Brad Shoemaker. Edited by Brandon Peters. Narration by Rebecca Peters. Theme song Pink Baby by Happy Elf appears courtesy of the freemusicarchive.org network. The film and music featured in this episode are part of their respective studios and no infringement is intended.